Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. How many of you have been going through some tough times and feel like you're really in the valley or in a battle where maybe God is not even paying attention to what you're going through? Well, you're not alone. There are many people who feel like they're in their toughest of times. Well, today I am happy to bring you a message from my daughter, Jasmine Berry, who is going to share how through the suffering and the tough times that she's experienced, how God is able to bring you through. If you know someone who's going through a tough time, or maybe you're going through a tough time yourself, listen in to today's message and allow God to bless you, restore you, and give you some comfort and peace. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. The third type of suffering I want to talk about is unexplainable suffering. And this is what Job dealt, dealt with. This is when things happen and it doesn't make any sense. You don't know why. You've been living right. You've been seeking God. You ain't cussing nobody out. You've been tra- training your kids up. You've been treating your husband right. You've been doing all the things. Going to church, serving, preaching the gospel. But yet still, you see all hell breaking loose in your life. And you're like, God, why me? Because Sister so-and-so, I know she was out doing X, Y, and Z yesterday, and it seems like she's blessed and highly favored. And in my life, it looks like the wheel's about to fall off. Why me, Lord? You didn't do anything wrong, but your world is crashing down. This was Job. He was blameless, a man full of integrity, and his life came to a halt within 24 hours. If you go back to the early part of that text, in uh, chapter 1, you see that Satan is coming and he's having a, you know, a conversation with God and God saying, hey, look, Job is a great man, Like he loves me. He's, he's a man that's above reproach. And he, and Satan's like, well, you know, things have been like a little cakewalk for him. Like you're doing all, you know, you're doing all these things. You're, you know, favoring him and all these different things. And that's why he's serving you. And God's like, no, I don't think so. He said, you can test him. Then with a matter of hours, he lost everything. Verse 20, it says, he's, I'm going to read this again. It says, he stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground in worship. He says, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had. The Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. So it says that he didn't, he didn't curse God. Then you go to the next chapter. So Satan goes back in the courts of the Lord, and he's like, well, you didn't let me touch everything because God's like, he did this, you know, you did all these things and yet he's still serving me. He's like, he's a man of God. And Satan's like, but you didn't let me touch him. God's like, okay, you can touch him, but spare his life. Don't kill him. So he says, uh, let's go down to, uh, if you're in your Bibles, go to chapter two, verse four. It says, Satan replied to the Lord, skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health. He will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. The Bible says that Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife says, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? You still try to live for the Lord in the middle of all this? Like, you should just curse God and die. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? 
So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. So now all of his wealth is gone. His children are gone. And now his health is gone. But yet he still said, you know what? God has given me so many great things. Like, it was inevitable for me to experience some pain. God is still good in the middle of all of this. In the middle of him, you know, being on the ground with boils on his body and taking, I can't even imagine, taking broken pieces of pottery, trying to scratch and do all these things to soothe himself. He still said, you know what? I'm not going to turn my back on God. The first lesson that we learned from Job's story is that bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to people who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I hate to bust your bubble this morning, but it happens. Job didn't deserve anything that happened to him, but God allowed his suffering to test his faithfulness to him. He wanted to show that Job had an unwavering faith in him. This morning, if you're going through a trial and you're like, I don't even know how I, I did sign up for this. I don't know how I qualified for this trial because I've been, I've been living right. Sometimes things happen. But God has a purpose in everything that happens in our lives. The second thing that we can learn is don't give up on God in the middle of your suffering season. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to walk away from God in the middle of a test. That's why sometimes, you know, the, the, the people say this phrase, when it rain, it pours. He'll hit you with this, 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 and this, and this. Because what he wants to do is he wants to take you out of the fight. He wants to get you to the point where you tap out and say, I'm done. But what you have to do is you have to look back on at your history with God and be reminded of all the good things that God has done in your life. 2023 has been a record-breaking year for our family and not the best way. It's so funny because you have to be careful of what you say because I was telling my husband, I said, you know, I was thinking at the beginning of the year, like, man, we have been so blessed. Like, we haven't had a bunch of major trials in our relationship, a bunch of major issues, like, in our marriage, and our family. Like, things have been going good. Well, I spoke too soon. And at the end of March, it was just like trial after trial after trial. And as soon as we, were just, we got out of one, it was another one. As soon as we got out of that, it was another one. I was pregnant with my daughter, and I was like, okay, God, now wait a minute. This is not the time or season for this. You already know I'm tired. I'm trying to have this baby. We don't know how things are going to work out for us financially. Things happen on my husband's job. We're like, okay, God, what, what are we going to do? So we start putting plans in motion. Like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Our plans fail. We start doing things over here. Our plans fail. And so my husband and I got together and we said, I said, I've come to the recollection that uh, we can't do anything to fix this. He's like, yeah, we can't. Like, all we can do in this situation is trust and believe God. There were doors that we thought that were open that shut in our face. And we're like, man, we thought that was God. God shut the door. And we're like, but Lord, we needed that provision. God shut the door. From the end of March until now, we have seen God move in ways that we're like, only God could do this. Only God can do this. But like we were just singing, you made a way. I don't know how, but you did it. That is our testimony. Because we had, we had gotten to the point where we say, you know what, God? 
What we do know, God, is that you have been faithful to us before. What we do know, God, is the word that you have spoken over our life. What we do know is the word said that you are going to prosper us. What we do know is that you said that you're not going to leave us and that you're not going to forsake us. What we do know is that you said that, you know what, even though we're going through the valley, that you're going to walk through that valley with us. What we do know, God, is that you are working on our behalf. So we can trust in you and what we see doesn't match up to what you've spoken over our lives. And we literally just had to say, we trust in God. The people who know our story, they know, like, look, we trust in God. We don't know how it's going to work out. And there were some situations where God had to humble us because we're like, oh, we don't want to do that. No, that's beneath us. We're not going to do that to get where we need to be. And God was like, no, you need to humble yourself. And you need to realize that I am your provider, that I'm the one who makes the way. It's not you. So we caught on to that pretty quick. So we said, you know what? Okay, God, we're just going to let you do what you do. But I had gotten to a point where I said, Lord, after about the third or fourth situation that happened, I said, okay, God, like, I'm going to need you to speak before I lose it. And people started calling. Like, you need to be reminded. This is, this is the moment where you stand on the things and the words of God. This is where you hold on to his promises. This is where you remember what he spoke to you. So if God has given you a word in this house, you need to go back and write it down. Because sometimes you're going to be in the middle of a season where you, you are going to need to go back and reflect on what God has already told you he's going to do in the future. And that's why you have to have, I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead. That's why you have to have the right people in your circle, the right people in your corner. Because Job's wife was like, no, nah, I'm not with this. Like, it's just easy for you to curse God and die. Instead of saying, you know what, like, I'm going to be in this struggle with you. We're just going to choose to believe God. Come what may, he's still worthy of glory. So we'll get to that in a second. But don't give up on God. Job said in chapter 13, he said one of the most powerful faith scriptures in the Bible. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even though I'm at the end of my rope, even though I'm looking death in the face. God, I still trust you. Even when I don't have anything else left, God, I still trust you. God, I'm not going to give up on you because you didn't give up on me, God. You saw me when I was at my worst and you chose to pick me up out of the miry clay. You chose to set me free. So you, you poured everything out for me, God. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to give up on your word. I'm not going to give up on the things that you've spoken, God. I'm going to stand on your word as a firm foundation. I'm going to choose to believe you when it doesn't make sense. I'm going to choose to believe you when, it th when it's not adding up. I'm going to choose to believe you when no one else around me believes you. Job was at that spot. No one else around him believed him. They didn't believe, they weren't even believing for him. It was him and him alone. Now, there are some times that you're going to be in a situation where the only person that's going to be able to help you is God. You can call and get advice. You can go to the counselor. You can do all the things. But the only person that's going to have the answer you need is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Nothing can steal your joy when your peace and your hope is in Jesus. That's why the apostle said, count it all joy when you face trials. Count it all joy when you face suffering. And that's hard. That's easier said than done. It's not easy to come in the house of God and worship and say all of these faith things when you're at the lowest point in your life. But that's the point where you need faith the most. 
That's the point where you need God the most. That's the point where you say, you know what, I'm going to press past what I feel. I'm going to press past what I see. And I'm going to connect to the God who I know is the God who can make a way out of no way. What you might have to do, and I actually talked to my dad, like in the middle of all this, he was like, look, what you need to do, he said, this, this is a part of your history with God. You need to write this down so that your children's children can have this testimony of what God did for you in this season. Some of us need to just say, you know what? Some of you might need to do this today. You might need to go get you a little journal and start writing down all the things that God has done for you already. Even though you're in a trial, even though you're facing a storm, you start thinking back 10, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, and just start listing out all the things that God's done, all the ways that he made, all the times he came through for you. And by the time you get done with that, all you're going to do is just give God some praise because you say, you know what? I know that he already did it for me. I know that he's done it before. And my Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means that if he had the power to do it 10 years ago, he has the power to step in my situation right now and change it in an instant. If something can come and destroy my life in 24 hours, God has the power to come and fix it even sooner than that. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the word of God to you And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.